You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Tiffany's Take, where I answer your questions right here on the podcast. So if you want your question answered, just go to www.moneytalkwitht.com forward slash X Tiffany, and I'll be more than happy to answer for you. So for today's episode, I had quite a few conversations this past week um, with some new clients, and they mentioned multiple um of them mentioned that they had shame when it came to their finances. And so I wanted to make an episode to address that in case you are experiencing the same, if you feel guilty or shameful about past spending behaviors or things like that. um, I just wanted to give you some information and some tips that can help you try to get over that. So first and foremost, I want you to acknowledge those feelings. And that's one thing that I worked with my clients this past week on. Whoever said that they had shame or guilt, I said, okay, let's explore that. So the first step in overcoming financial shame is just acknowledging it. It's okay to feel embarrassed or guilty about past financial decisions. What's important is to not let these feelings paralyze you, but to use them as motivation to improve. I had the same feeling when I started out on this financial journey. Um, Back when I decided to get serious, it was because I went to a bank and I got denied for a credit card and I wasn't even asking for that much. And I felt so shameful and so like, why don't, why am I not doing better? Like that's exactly how I felt. But instead of letting it get me down, I use that fuel as motivation. And um, I'm not going to go into the whole story today, but long story short, I went back to that same credit union, got the same lady a year later with that extra confidence that I needed. So it's okay to feel shame or be guilty about your finances. It's okay, but don't let it paralyze you acknowledge the feeling and then use it as fuel to keep pushing forward. So the next thing that you want to do is understand your money habits. So, okay, you acknowledge your feelings. Now take some time to understand your spending and saving habits. Are you an impulse buyer? Do you struggle with saving? Understanding your behaviors can help you identify what's causing the financial stress and shame. I've worked with clients before and, you know, they, they come to me most of the time about credit card debt and, I'm like, okay, so why do we feel like we need to use a credit card? And the answers vary. You know, one person, they're like, well, this is what I know. This is what I grew up seeing. And this was like the norm in my household. And then other people are like, well, I know I spend because it makes me feel better, you know? Um, so why does it make you feel better? Really understand why you're operating the way you do. Because like I say all the time, money is not really physical, It's more psychological and it's more mental than most people know. So try to understand why your spending habits are the way that they are. Next, you want to set realistic goals. That's another thing that causes shame as well or causes you to feel guilt or feel like you're not doing enough or not making is because the goals that you're setting are not realistic for your situation. So setting achievable financial goals can help motivate you to make better financial decisions. So whether that's paying off your debt, saving for vacation, building an emergency fund, having that target that's realistic can provide a sense of purpose and direction for you. And this is one of the first things that we talk about. If anybody has ever 
ever had a consultation call with me, I always ask, what are what is your most important goal right now? And I really actually like to ask, what's the top three? And another thing is if you struggle with figuring out what those goals are, because maybe you're in a situation where it's really dire and you can't figure it out and, you know, you, you get in that negative autopilot because I've had clients come on the line and they're like crying because of their financial situation. Don't even bother asking yourself, what are your financial goals? Just dream for a little bit. Act like your life is perfect, right? <laughs> in a perfect situation, what does that look like for you? And as you write that down or as you talk that down, out in a voice note or something, you'll realize what your goals are in that. So if setting or asking yourself goals is triggering for you, take that approach because that can also help you get to what you really want. Okay. All right. So after you do that, the next step is creating a budget. So a budget is a powerful tool that can give you control over your money. So first start by tracking your income and expenses, and then you can start doing the actual budgeting piece. So allocating funds to different categories like rent, groceries, and entertainment. Remember that your budget should reflect your financial goals. That's why we're going in this order. Don't skip to a budget when you haven't done the last three things I talked about, because it's not going to work. Honestly, you need to know all of these things that we've already talked about first before you dive into making that spending plan or a budget. Otherwise, honestly, you are setting yourself up for failure. I'm just going to be real with you, because if you don't have a target, how do you know where you want your money to go? How do you know what you want the money to do? And so that's why you hit all the other steps first, and then you get to creating a budget. And personally, right now I'm using YNAB, so you need a budget. And I'll have a link in the show notes for that. But I really like that app because it takes a different approach to budgeting. So instead of just doing line items, you actually have to fund those line items with real money that you have in your account. And so you know you can't spend on something unless it's a funded line item. Uh, so I do like it in that respect because it makes it a little easier to budget, in my opinion. Um, and so I can do a whole other episode about how I use YNAB, but um, it's really good for that purpose. So I'll make sure I have a link in the show notes for that. Number five, make sure you educate yourself. OK, that's why you're here. right? That's why you follow Money Talk with Tiff, because I'm here to provide education. Knowledge is power. And the more you understand about financial personal finance, the less intimidating it will seem. That's another cause of shame around finances. A lot of people that come to me, they're like, oh my gosh, Tiffany, I don't know anything about money. I'm horrible with money. Um, I suck, you know, all of this negative self-talk. And my thing is, you know more than your kids or you know more than your nieces and nephews. So you know something. So, so give yourself some credit um, because if you were talking to a friend right now, you wouldn't have the same, you wouldn't tell your friend, oh, you don't know anything about money. Oh, you suck. Like you wouldn't be telling your friend that. So don't tell yourself that. So continue to tap into the podcast, continue to read the articles on the blog. I've been pumping out articles a lot of articles. <laughs> so make sure you check out the website. Um, I also have a course on my website called Budget Nirvana, um, which if you really, really, really struggle, struggle with all the things that I talked about before. So 
acknowledging your feelings, understanding your money habits, setting realistic goals and creating a budget. That course covers all of that. So I'll make sure I have a link in the show notes for that as well. Um, And this month I'm actually doing a special. It's only $97. So after that, then if you still are feeling overwhelmed and you still are like, I just need some help, get help y'all for real. Um, Seek help from either a financial counselor like myself or financial therapist, because this is what we specialize in. Okay. We specialize in helping people figure out what their money story is, figure out what is causing them to either overspend or underspend, and then work on goals, create a plan, all these different things to help you take it to the next level and to stop running on a hamster wheel. So we specifically help with these issues. So if financial stress or financial shame or guilt, financial trauma, all of these things can be addressed with a financial therapist or a financial counselor. And we're here to help you. So definitely utilize those services. If you are interested in working with me, I'll make sure I have that link in the show notes as well well. So those are my tips for overcoming financial shame and financial guilt. Y'all don't take the ostrich approach and just dig your head in the sand because at the end of the day, you have to face these things head on. And even if it's painful, mind you, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. Once you get all of these things under your belt, you face the facts, you looking at your financial situation, that is when you can start dealing with it. If not, it's just going to be the same cycle over and over and over again. And I know you want to get off of that. I know I, I got off of that, right? Because it was horrible. I was tired of working multiple jobs. Um, I was tired of living refund check to refund check, not even check to check, refund check to refund check. I would have to sit there and pay up my rent for six months or so at a time when I got my tax refund, because I was like, at least we'll have a roof over our head. I had to use toys for tots and other government programs and things like that because I was stuck in that cycle. I felt scared. I felt shame. I felt guilt. And I ignored it for a very long time. And I will tell you now that I'm on the other side of that, life feels good. And I'm not saying that My finances are perfect because they're not, (laughs) Um, but it does feel better when you're able to address these things and have one less thing on your mind because we all deal with so much. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Make sure you check out the show notes because I'll have all that information there. And if you are interested in me answering your money question, go to moneytalkwitht.com forward slash X Tiffany, and I'll be more than happy to answer. So make sure, oh, also rate, review, subscribe. (laughs) I know I sound like a YouTuber, but this stuff is so important when it comes to um, the podcast because it helps other people find us as well. So share this episode. If you know someone that's dealing with the same thing, rewind it back if you need to. We are here to help you. I'm here to give you this information and I appreciate you listening. So until next time, bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time. 
spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>